Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. My name is Pastor Lee Ferguson from Word of Faith in Southfield, Michigan. And it's my honor and my privilege to bring the word to you tonight. Before I get started in the Word, I want to say thank you to Pastor Carrick and Pastor Raquel for this opportunity to bring the Word. Um, before I get started, I'd like to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord, for this is the day you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for this Word. We thank you for your goodness towards us and your mercies towards us, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, I pray as I open my mouth, Mighty God, that you shall speak through me, Lord, that the words shall be words of life, O oh God, to encourage and to edify the listener tonight, Lord Jesus. I pray whoever hears this word shall be changed, O oh God, shall be set free, and shall be delivered through the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. We thank you for what you're about to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So tonight I want to take a few moments to just speak about faith in times of trouble. Faith in times of trouble. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've been looking at the events that's been happening over the last few years, you can say that we are in some troubling times. But I wanted to encourage you tonight that, to hold on to your faith because you may be going through a situation right now, but you don't know how you're going to get through or get out of this situation. But I want to encourage you that this is not the end of your story. In fact, this is just the beginning. God is about to do a miraculous work in your life. And I want to use this time to encourage you to have faith in times of trouble. Amen. So turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, starting from verse 21. And it reads, And when Jesus was passed over by the ship onto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him, and besought him greatly, saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And when he looked round about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, in peace and be whole of thy plague. Amen. The Bible speaks of a woman not known by name, 
and not known by status that had an issue within her body for 12 years. The Bible describes it as an issue of blood, an issue of continual bleeding for 12 years. I'm a man and I cannot identify with what this woman may have been going through, praise the Lord. However, I know for a fact that this woman was in a very bad situation. There is no doubt in my mind that this woman was in a bad condition, both physically, emotionally, and financially. The Bible says that she had spent all that she had. All of her natural resources were now depleted. There was no strength left in this woman's body. She was frail, she was weak and desperate. We all know that the, the blood is our life source. The blood in our body is our life source. And when we lose large amounts of blood, we become lethargic and weak and, and, and unable to function the way we are supposed to function. This woman was in a desperate position. Having done everything humanly possible, her condition grew worse. Year after year, the Bible says this woman was suffering from the same situation in her body. And no doubt she was being ridiculed by those around her for being unclean. She had spent all her money on the latest remedies, the latest treatments, the latest medication, the latest doctors, trying to find healing for her body. The woman clearly had no support or help and she was alone, tired, afraid and hurting. Nothing she tried worked, but everything she tried to do, in fact, the Bible says it grew worse. The Bible describes this woman's condition as a plague. A plague is something that was, something that was destroying this, this woman's body and designed ultimately to kill her. There is no question in the natural it appeared that this woman's life was all over. Many of us today are like this woman. We may not have the same physical issue in our body. However, we're in a position where it appears that you're facing a situation where you don't know how you're going to get out of that situation. It appears that you're facing the end of your life, the end of your story. The same things you've been going through, suffering the same problem year after year, finding some place of peace, some place of comfort, and you have, there is no place of peace or comfort. You have tried everything humanly possible to overcome this issue. If it is not a physical issue in your body, it could be a financial issue, it could be an emotional issue, an issue within your relationships, but there is something there that has been plaguing you for years and years. You're being attacked on every side. My wife describes it as a stack attack. You're dealing with this one issue and you're so focused on this one issue and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, here comes several other issues attacking you all at the same time, a stack attack. It feels like you're sometimes losing your mind. You're not, you're not, how did this happen? What is going on? You're in a state of confusion. You seem to be like people overlooking you. You're not important to people anymore. People, it seems like people don't care about what you may be going through right now. It feels like you're all alone going through this problem. Your natural resources have all dried up. You have bills on top of bills. Your doctor report is full of negative reports. It seems like you are hemorrhaging blood. Your life source is being depleted out of you. The mind games, the, 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 the mind games of the enemy, the voices of the enemy telling you this is all over for you. This is the end of the road for you. <laughs> Everything you have tried has failed. Nothing seems to be working. The more you try, the more, the more things become hard for you. You're asking yourself, how did you even get yourself? How did you even find yourself in this position in the first place? How did you end up dealing with so many issues? 
trying to overcome so many issues and not knowing how you became, became in, this, in this position in the first place. The more you try, the things, things seem to be getting harder and harder for you. The more you try to figure things out, the more you try to figure life out, it seems like life is just trying to bury you under situations and problems. <laughs> but there is a touch, a touch of faith. Let's look at this, the touch of faith. Mark chapter 5, verse 27. And she had heard of Jesus. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. The woman had heard that Jesus was passing by. This was her one opportunity to have an audience with Jesus. In that moment, she had a decision to make. A life-changing decision she had to make right in that moment. She, she could either stay in the position that she was in and ultimately die from her, her plague, her sickness. Or she could, she could press through the crowd and touch Jesus. Imagine this now. Picture this woman. This frail woman with no physical strength within her. She had to find the determination, find the courage to have an audience with Jesus. Everybody was around Jesus. Because one thing you have to realize is that wherever Jesus went, he was surrounded by a crowd of people. Because people knew that Jesus was the answer to their problem. So everybody was trying to have an audience, trying to touch Jesus. And you can imagine people shouting Jesus' name and just surrounding him. And you can imagine the commotion and the noise around Jesus. But this woman knew she had only one chance. She didn't require a conversation. She didn't want to have a conversation with Jesus. She didn't even need Jesus' attention. She said, if I can just touch the representation of Jesus, if I can just touch the clothes that are, that are on Jesus' body, that alone I know will heal me. The power to heal was not in Jesus' clothes. The power to heal was not in the gathering of the crowd. No, the power to heal was in this woman's faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1, New Living Translation says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. This woman had such faith in Jesus that she said within herself, if I can just touch the representation of Jesus, if I can just touch his garment, I shall be made whole. It was her faith that made the difference. It was her faith that started the miracle in her life. It was her faith that brought the manifestation of healing. Faith brings into manifestation the things that we are believing for into our reality. Let me say that again. Faith brings into manifestation the things we are believing for into our reality. Let's keep reading. Mark chapter 5 verse 30. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging me and thou sayest, who touched me? The Bible did not specify the amount of people in the crowd. That is not an important detail. But we do know there was a crowd of people that had surrounded Jesus. Everybody's trying to get Jesus' attention. And there was this one touch out of all the people that were touching Jesus, trying to pull on Jesus. Here comes this frail lady that had the touch of faith. This touch was so potent 
that it stopped Jesus in his tracks. And he started to look around and started and wanted to know who touched my clothes, who touched me. Jesus knew that this was a different type of touch. This wasn't just an ordinary touch of, from people in the crowd pulling on him. This was a different type of touch. There was a touch of faith that was so powerful that it, it, it stopped the master in his, in his tracks and, and it caught his attention. The master wanted to know who touched me. You have to understand there is a different touch. There is a touch of faith that will get the Lord's attention. There is a touch of faith you have to have that will get the Lord's attention. Everyone is around Jesus. Everyone wants to have an audience with Jesus. <laughs> and it may seem like you have come to the end of your road. The devil wants you to believe that this is it for you. This is the end for you. There is no way out for you. Life and circumstances and people have come against you trying to stop you on every side. But you have to press your way through the crap. You have to press your way through the noise. You have to press your way through the distractions. You have to press your way through what people are saying about you. You have to press your way through the opinions of people. You have to press your way through what life may be dictating to you. You have to press your way through what your, your body may be saying to you, what your bank account is saying to you, what your broken relationships may be saying to you. You have to press your way through what life is saying to you. Press your way through the pain. Press your way through the sorrow. Press your way through the sadness. Sometimes you have to cry. That's okay. Wipe your tears and keep yourself moving forward. Because he who has began this work in you, he is faithful and able to complete it. Ignore what life is saying. Ignore what life is dictating to you and activate your faith. See life. See your life through the eyes of faith. See your life has already been victorious through the eyes of faith. Amen. Mark chapter 5. Let's go back to verse 21. And it says, when, And Jesus was passed again by the ship onto the other side. Much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the ship. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, Come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Let's go to verse 35. While he had spake, there came from the rule of the synagogues how certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept, and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said, Talia kumi, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was the age of 12 years. 
and they were astonished with great astonishment. First thing you have to notice about Jairus, he recognized that he had a serious issue in his home. His daughter was facing certain death. But what you have to notice about Jairus is that he fell at Jesus' feet. What am I saying to you, saints? If you really want to have Jesus' attention, if you really want to have an audience with Jesus, you first have to learn to worship him. Tell Jesus how wonderful he is. Tell Jesus how magnificent he is, how amazing he is. Get Jesus' attention. Become a worshiper. We're too quick to go before Jesus and start begging for what we need and what we want. No, we're supposed to go to him and worship him, adore him, and love on him. Jesus now had, Jairus now had Jesus' attention as a result of this act of worship. But look what happened as Jesus was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. He was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter and he was faced with a large crowd. And here comes this woman with the issue of blood. Bearing in mind, Jesus was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. Jairus had, Jairus had Jesus' full attention. But now Jesus' attention had been diverted and he had stopped because of this touch of faith. From the woman with the issue of blood. Now while this is happening. The Bible says that Jairus' daughter had passed away. Now we've come through 2021. 2020. We're now in 2021. And it may look like in the natural. That there has been many people that has passed away. Been, we've experienced a lot of death. A lot of sickness. A lot of plagues in our land. A lot of suffering. A lot of pain. And it may look like in the natural. That the enemy is winning. But I'm here to let you know that this is not the end of the story. Everything we have lost, we are going to regain. We are going to be restored because this is not the end. The Bible says that we are already victorious. We have already won this battle. 2020 was like a year we have never seen before. And 2021 is similar to 2020. However, you have to believe that no matter what we see, no matter what we hear, this is not the end. Jesus said, do not be afraid but only believe. The enemy will want, want nothing more for you to focus on your surrounding. The enemy will want nothing more for you to focus on what you hear and what you see. Sometimes you've got to turn that TV off. Sometimes you've got to turn off that social media. Sometimes you've got to turn off that radio because there, there is just so much negativity, so much doubt, so much fear that is being pushed towards us every single day. And the enemy wants us to focus on this fear, focus on this doubt, want us to be afraid, not knowing what's going to happen. But the Bible says, Jesus says, do not be afraid, only believe. The Lord is on his way to heal. The Lord is on his way to deliver. God is on his way to heal our land, to heal our bodies, to heal our finances, to heal our emotions, to heal our broken relationships. The Lord is on his way. So sure, you may have lost your job. Sure, your relationships that were so dear to you, your friendships may have come to an end. People that you may know that were close to you may have, have even passed away in recent years. But the Lord says, do not be afraid, only believe. Yes, in the natural, the damsel was laying on her deathbed. And yes, she had passed away. Yes, it's true. She had lost her life. The people around her were weeping and wailing. How could this happen to this 12-year-old child, this young child? She didn't deserve to die. But here she is lying on her deathbed, lifeless. Hmm. In the natural, it was all over. But here comes the giver of life. 
about to walk into the room. When you are believing for the miraculous to be manifest in your life, you have to remove yourself from the atmosphere of doubt and fear. You have to remove yourself from all things that will hinder your faith. You have to cultivate the atmosphere of faith in your home. You have to cultivate the atmosphere of faith in your environment. You cannot be around people that are not believing. You cannot be around people that are doubting when you know you need a miraculous move in your life. You need to have people around you that are of like thinking. You need to be able to, 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 to connect with people that have such faith and able to stand on, the, on what the word of God is saying about your situation. Fear and doubt cannot share the same space as fear. It is the same situation as when you're in a dark room and you turn the light on. The darkness disappears immediately. Lightness and darkness, darkness cannot share the same space. Fear and doubt cannot share the same space as faith. Jesus was not worried about the fact that the daughter had actually passed away. Jesus was not afraid of the fact that the, that the daughter had died. Jesus is the giver of life. So why would Jesus be afraid of death when he is life itself? Jesus is the living word. And when he speaks, every dead situation has to come to life. Every dead situation has to be restored. Every dead situation has to be revived because he is the living word. He is life. It may seem like Jesus was taking his time. It may seem like Jairus was, I'm sure Jairus was starting to feel anxious because he had Jesus' attention and they were walking towards Jairus' house and all of a sudden Jesus stops and his attention is now towards this woman with the issue of blood. And I'm sure Jairus was starting to feel, well, you know, Lord, we, we, we need to keep this moving. <laughs> I've got a problem that needs your attention. Can we keep it moving? But G one thing you have to understand is that it may seem like the, the Lord is taking his time. But you have to understand, Jesus, the, the Lord doesn't operate on our timeline. <laughs> he doesn't operate on our 24-hour system. Delay does not mean denial. So yeah, you may have been waiting a week. You may have been waiting a month. You may have been waiting a year. Or in this, this, this situation, 12 years. Jesus is not governed by time or space. The fact that he's on his way, the fact that he's coming to you, you have to believe that your the appointed time is yet to come to you. You have to believe that it may not happen today, it may not happen tomorrow, but your faith has to be such that you don't know when it's going to happen, you don't know how it's going to happen, but you have to believe that it's going to happen in your life. You have to believe that the miraculous things is going to be manifested in your life. Everything in your life may seem like it's dead right now, but Jesus is a present help in a time of trouble. And Jesus is about to speak life into every dead situation. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew chapter, chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 5. And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my faith shall be whole. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. 
and to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto, unto them that followed, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. The centurion understood authority and leadership. It was his mindset that made him understand that Jesus did not have to come to where he was. Lord, simply speak the word and my servant shall be made whole. The word of the Lord is so powerful that no matter where you are or what you are going through, what you're facing, all it will take is one word from the master and your whole life will be transformed. The centurion's faith in the, in the word of the Lord was the determining factor here. The fact that Jesus marveled at the centurion's mindset tells me that this was not the norm. Everybody wanted Jesus to come to where they were. Everybody wanted Jesus, Lord, can you come? Can you, can you come to my house? Can you touch me? The centurion was the only one that said, Lord, I don't need you to touch my servant. I don't need you to come to my house. Only speak the word. Your disposition needs to be the same. Wherever you are right now, Lord, all I need is just one word, Lord, to speak. For you to speak just one word. And I know, Lord, that you're, the word that comes from here will permeate my life will permeate my very being and change every broken thing in my life because your word, Lord, is the most potent, the most powerful thing in this planet, in this universe. Lord, all I need is one direct word from you and my life shall be changed. We want Jesus to operate on our schedule, on our time frame, on our timeline. It doesn't work that way. Faith doesn't work that way. We have to know that when the Lord speaks, it is yea and amen. And delay does not mean deny. There isn't a point in time and you have to stand on your faith. You have to stand on what the word has already said about your situation until you see the manifestation in your life. There are four points I want you to remember. When you believe in God and having faith in troubled times, point number one is you have to change your perspective. Let's turn to Psalms 121. Psalms 121. It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My, com my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he, he that keepeth Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee. From all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Change your perspective. Whatever you focus on the most, that is what will be manifested in your life. Whatever you focus on the most, that is what will be manifested in your life. If you focus on the problem, if you, pro if you focus on the situation, if you focus on the plague, do not be surprised when that is magnified in your life. Even when you do not know the answer, the Bible says, I will look unto the hills. I will look unto the Lord who is my help. He is my help in times of trouble. He is my refuge. He is my shelter. He is my place of peace. He is my comfort. Even when I don't know the answer, I know that Jesus is the one that has the answer to my situation. Even when I don't know how to get out of the mess I may find myself in, 
I know that if I change my focus on what I, from what I see to what I know, I know that Jesus will. I don't know how, I don't know when, but if I change my focus from the problem and look onto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith, I know that my situation has to then change and be transformed and fall into line with what the Word of God says. Point number two, press more into God. Press more into God. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not suffer, shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the, of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The more time you spend with God, the more you'll be rooted and grounded in the knowledge of who he is. When you are standing on the firm foundation of the word and you press more into the things of God and you investigate and research and, and spend time studying his word, you shall be like the tree that is planted by the river. The ungodly are not so, as the Bible says. The ungodly are swayed by every change of doctrine, every wind of doctrine, every, every change, every trend. The ungodly are, are like the wind that goes, they're like the tree that goes back and forth in the wind. We are to be rooted and grounded and pressed more into God. So when things, when life comes against us and, and things change in our life that we weren't prepared for, the fact that we are, are grounded in the word of God, we will not be swayed or moved by the things that we see and the things that we don't understand because we know that we have our blueprint right here which is the word of God. And the more time you spend with him, the more he will reveal to you, the more time you press into him, the more he will open up revelation and, 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 and marvels that, we, that will blow our mind. The things of God, we will never understand everything about God. The more we learn, the more there is to learn about God. Point number three, humble yourself. Let's go to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles verse 7. Chapter 7, verse 14, excuse me. And it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. There is never a time where we are not to be humble before God. It amazes me how many Christians, followers of the Christ, do not spend time with Jesus. They do not spend time in his word. They do not spend time in prayer. The Bible says, if my people, so he's talking to me and he's talking to you, which are called by God, by, by his name. First, humble themselves. So that means I've got to put away pride. I've got to put away my selfish ego. I've got to humble myself before God. If I really want God to be manifested in my life, I have to put away the things in my life that are prideful before him. My ego, the things that I want, that to have my name 
in lights and to have my name out there and, and social media and, and have thousands and thousands of followers. It's not a bad thing, but if that's my motivation, because I want people to recognize who I am, I'm in pride. The Lord says, come away from that prideful attitude. Come away from being so egotistical. Humble yourselves and pray and seek my face. That means you have to spend time with God. You're not going to get a quick fix. Relationships don't happen overnight. My relationship with my wife didn't happen overnight. There was, there was times where I had to talk to her, cultivate an, a, an atmosphere, a, a friendship with her. She had to understand me. I had to understand her. That came about as a result of communication. That came about of me understanding her and, under, and she was understanding me. That came about as a result of us understanding and having communication. It is the same with God. How can you say you love God if you don't spend time with God? How can you say you love Jesus if you don't spend time with Jesus? And turn from their wicked ways. Again, he's speaking to his people. It amazes me how many wicked Christians there are out here today. They, they profess the name of Christ, but they do not carry the attributes of Christ. They carry the name of Christ, but they do not carry the characteristics of Christ. How can you say you love Christ, but you hate your brother and your sister? How can you say you love Jesus, but you're talking about and gossiping about your brother and sister? We are to love one another and be like Jesus. And when we turn from our wicked ways, the, the word says, I will heal. I will hear your prayer and I will heal your land and I will deliver you from your sin. I will heal the broken things in your life. I will heal the broken things in our land, in this country. The Lord will heal and restore, but it is up to us to turn away from our wickedness. And point number four, we have to believe that it is already done. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Verse 21. And Peter called him to remember, saying unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou curse is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto, unto them, have faith in God. Let me repeat that. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. There was never a time when Jesus spoke that he had doubt or unbelief. Whenever Jesus spoke a word, it had to happen. You have to be the same as Christ. When you speak, you have to believe that it is already done. In order to receive from the Lord, you have to believe and act like it is already done. In the natural, it may seem like nothing has changed, but that's not faith. You have to know that despite what you see, despite what you feel, and despite what you hear, it has already been completed. The finished works of Calvary has already happened in your life. You have to be like the master when you pray and when you speak and declare a thing, you have to know that it has already been finished. You have to change the way you speak. You have to change the way you act. You have to activate your faith in your life and have the ability to know that you don't know when it's going to happen, but it shall happen. 
this shall pass in your life. Whatever you're facing right now, whoever's listening to me right now, whatever you're facing, you have to know that this too shall pass. It may be sickness and disease. It may be marital issues. It may be friendship issues. It may be financial issues. Whatever the problem may be, whatever Goliath you are facing, you have to know that he has already been defeated in your life and you are already victorious. As I come to the end of this message, I want to encourage you with two testimonies from my own personal life. Because it's great to read the word and activate the word. We're supposed to live by our life, by our lives, by the word. But it is also great to have a personal testimony that we can stand on because if God has done it for me, he will do it for you. If he has done it for, for the person down the street, he will do it for you. If God has done it for me, let me repeat it, he will do it for you. God is no respecter of person. God loves me and he loves you the same. And if you are going through a situation, I'm telling you, God will deliver you. I'm telling you, God will come to you. God will heal you of your sickness and your disease. God will heal you of that plague. My mother, who lives in the UK, in my teens, she had terminal four cancer of the womb. Level four cancer of the womb. Now, if I'm not a medical doctor, but... If you have level four cancer, there is nothing that the doctors can do. They have literally closed the report on you and they're just literally waiting for you to pass away. This was my mother's report. She had this issue, cancer of the womb, for eight years. And she was like the woman with the issue of blood, having spent all. <laughs> my mother had spent, my, my parents had spent so much money on, on medicines and treatments and, and surgeries and going to specialists trying to find the healing. And she was going through this for eight years. Now I remember this, I was in my teens and it was one Sunday morning. My mother was, I, I remember it so well, she was frail, her body was weak because the, the cancer was literally eating her out. She was physically sick, physically sick to the point of death. And I remember it was one Sunday morning where my father, who is the pastor of the church, he was ministering and my mother was sat on the front row. And at the point in the service where there was a, a call for healing and my mother is a very private lady. She's a very quiet, very unassuming lady. She's not really somebody to, you know, want attention. She got up and went to the front and the pastor who happens to be her husband, my father, he knew what she was going through. They are living this situation. They are living this situation. My father laid hands on my mother. And the anointing fell upon my mother. And she was out on the floor. And she stayed on the floor for two hours straight. And I remember both my brother and my father. We had to pick up my mother, put her in the car, take her home. And carry her up the stairs and lay on the bed. And during this whole time, she was still out under the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, as she came, came back around and she woke up, she said to us, I feel different in my body. I feel that something has changed in my body. We didn't see anything in the natural. But when she woke up, she said, something feels different in my body. So my father took my mother to the, the specialist doctor, the same doctor that had been treating, for, treating, taking care of her and treating her for eight years. And they took uh, the, the x-ray, they took the scan of her body. And they showed you two images. The first image of weight was, was her when her body was riddled with cancer, cancer in her body, the womb. 
you can literally see the cancer in her body. And here comes a second x-ray where the cancer was completely gone through the miraculous works of God. Now, I'm telling you this to encourage you. The, the, the determining factor here was, my mother's testimony was, she said to herself on that Sunday when she woke up, Lord, today has to be my day. I will not go through this one more day. I believe that you are able to heal me. Today is my day. I will not live with this cancer, not one more day. That's, the, that's what she made, that's the, the mindset she had before she entered the church. So she was not surprised when she received her healing because she already had the faith to say that, Lord, I've been struggling with this issue for eight years. Today is the last day. Now what I'm saying to you saying is that you have to have that same mindset. That wherever you are, whatever you're going through right now, today is the last day. Goliath has been knocking on your door day after day, tormenting you, ridiculing you, mocking you, saying you will never overcome this. I'm telling you that the devil is a lie. You too shall be victorious. You too will use this test that you're going through to be a beautiful testimony, to bless many people, to bless the world. The situation that you're going through, you will use that as a milestone, as a point of reference to say, God can heal me. God can deliver me. God can restore me. Amen. Testimony number two, my brother. He was born with kidney ren renal failure, which meant both of his kidneys never worked from birth. Now, he had, he is the only person on the planet to have received five kidney transplants. The doctors have said to him that he will never be able to be a father. He will never, he will never, his body will not be able to function like other men because of the, the years of surgery, the years of medication, the years of treatment. His body was broken down. However, here we are now in 2021. Not only is my brother healed and restored and healthy, he has two beautiful young girls. So the negative report said he will never be able to have children. The negative report said my mother will die from cancer. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, no matter what the negative report says, the word of the Lord says, I am healed. The word of the Lord says, my finances are restored. The word of the Lord says, my marriage is restored. The word of the Lord says, my children are blessed. My future is blessed. <laughs> Sickness and disease will not destroy my body. That's what the word of the Lord says. So you have to remove yourself from what the enemy is trying to say. You have to remove yourself from what the enemy is trying to dictate to you. Remove yourself from what life is trying to dictate to you. For I'm here to let you know that you have to have faith in times of trouble. But he who has begun this work in you, he is able to complete it. And he will do the miraculous. He will do the impossible in your life. And before I close, I want you to know that no matter what you are facing, saints, no matter what you are going through, I don't know what you're facing right now. It's not my business to know what you're going through. But the Lord knows where you are. The Lord knows you have been suffering for 12 years with this issue of blood. The Lord knows that your situation is on its deathbed, that your life may be on its deathbed. The Lord knows that you have been dealing with hurt and pain for years and years and years. It doesn't matter how long you've been in this situation. The Lord says, I am here to heal you, to set you free, and to deliver you from everything you're going through in Jesus' name. Let me encourage you. 
Let me encourage you tonight. That let me use my situation, my life. You may not know that my wife and myself, I'm from a different country. I was born in the UK. My wife is in, the, in, in America. And we were both believing to be in a relationship, to, to be married. In the natural, it was impossible for me to meet my wife. It was impossible for her to meet me. But the Lord knew the desires of our heart. I'm in the UK praying, Lord, send me somebody that, can, that, can, that I can be in a relationship with. Not just a friendship, but in a, be married to somebody that we can grow together. Our ministries can, 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 can connect and we can grow together. We can love each other. And here is Michelle in America having the same prayer, having the same, Lord, I need you to send me someone that, can, that I can be married to and be connected to. Someone that can help me grow. Someone that can, can complement my ministry, complement my life. It was impossible. We were on polar ends of the planet. But the Lord knew the desires of our heart. And through miraculous means, we both met. And we are living a life now where our ministries are compatible. Our relationship is beautiful. We have a beautiful young son, Lucas, two years old. And I'm just sharing that part of, of, of our life to let you know that if you're single and you're believing God to be married, God is able. God is able. If you believe in God for a new job, we, we, like I said, we just come through, we're coming out of this pandemic where many people have lost their jobs. You may, have been, you may be in that position right now. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. The Lord is on his way to do the miraculous in your life. Do not be afraid of what you are going through. Do not be afraid of what you see because the Lord loves you. He's in the boat with you. You may be in the storm right now. You may be going through the storm right now. But don't be afraid because you have to understand that even though you may be going through that storm, you may feel like you're alone in that boat right now. But I'm telling you, Jesus is right there in the midst of the storm with you. And he's about to pronounce and speak to that storm. And that storm has to cease. That storm that's been raging in your life for so long, Jesus is about to speak peace into your situation. And that storm has to come to an end through the power of the spoken word of this one Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Let me encourage you tonight, saints, that wherever you find yourself, whatever you're going through, the Lord is able to deliver. The Lord is able to bless you. The Lord is able to do, to do the miraculous in your life. And your life will be a wonderful testimony of what God can do and is able to do in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. And before I close, I just want to take this opportunity to offer... This call of salvation. I do not know if everybody watching me right now knows about this wonderful man, this wonderful person that we call Jesus. I want to invite you that everything that I've been talking about in these last 40-50 minutes is to proclaim the miraculous works of Jesus Christ. He is the answer to what you're going through. He is the only way he is the only hope for this dying world. This world is, is fast approaching its end. Jesus is coming back very soon. I've been born and raised in church my whole life. And I've been hearing Jesus coming back, Jesus coming back. But I'm telling you, saints, the Lord is on his way. All you have to do is look at the signs. Look at the signs and, and, and the, the world and the times that we're living in. The world is, has gone crazy. <laughs> People are going crazy. The devil is running rampant in this world. 
but Jesus is the only way. And I want to invite you right now that if you don't know Jesus, to simply say this, this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your only son, Jesus Christ, for me. I believe that he is your son. I believe that he is the son of God. And he was sent for my redemption. Lord, I am sorry for the things I have done wrong. I ask, Lord, for you to, for you to, for you to forgive me for the things I have done wrong. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for the sins I have committed. I, offer, I, I accept your offer of forgiveness, Lord. And I thank you for saving me. I thank you for delivering me. I thank you, Lord, that I am now a child of God. And I am restored. And I will be with you in eternity, forever and ever. If you have said this prayer and you believe with the words that have come out of your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is the only way, that Jesus died for you and has come back and has restored you, I want to welcome you to the family. Welcome, to, welcome you to the kingdom of God. You have made a wonderful decision tonight, saints. You have made a wonderful decision. Your life will never be the same again. And the more time you spend in this word, the more time you spend knowing, find out who Jesus is, the more he will reveal yourself, reveal himself to you. Find yourself in a good church. Find yourself in a word-based church where you can grow. Pastor Carrick is a wonderful pastor and he will be able to, to guide you through this word. Again, I want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to minister to you, to you tonight. And I want to say, do not worry again what you're going through, but have faith in times of trouble. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our faith experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.